If I eat it soap, I did not eat it because I did. No, I didn't. Bret Hart. You think Jesus had kneecaps? Why is it welcome. so low? Why is it so low? You think Jesus had kneecaps? Okay, so welcome. Welcome. Today I have a frequent co-host. Hey guys. There she is <laughs> in the flesh. Her um do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Hannah Folkerson. I'm a freshman at Texas State. Um Tell us about where you're from. I'm from Dallas. If I didn't need soap, no I didn't, but yes I did. But she did. <laughs> I used to eat a lot of things I shouldn't when I was growing up. That's a weird fact about me. I think, no, I stuck stuff up my nose. You stuck stuff up your nose? I ate glue. Oh, I used to eat glue. Thank God. No, Nobody. but. I love. I love this. I know. It, it just got twisted and it hurt. Oh, but, ouch. Ouchie. But Ow. um, I would, I would like dry glue on the desk. Would you peel it off and just. And if it, when it, when it dried, I would peel it off. I would roll it into a ball. Fuck. Yep. And then I would put it under my tongue. Like I've it was done dip. that. I've. <laughs> And I would just let dip, the glue, dip glue. Like, residue go Do you into... swallow your gum? Real real question for everyone. Do you all swallow your gum? Swallowing gum. Have you ever swallowed gum? I have swallowed gum, but I, I don't regularly. I do it all the time. I don't think about it. I just like, whoops, that worked. there goes my gum. You know, sometimes I notice when I give like little kids gum, they stop chewing. <laughs> and I'm like, they swallowed that shit. That's me. Oh. That's me. Like okay. literally, that's me. So with you... On the podcast today. Yes. Let's have like a little interview moment. Okay. Me interviewing you. Me. Let's dive into Hannah Fulkerson. You really want to know. Let, I really want to know. Let's see if anyone Test can relate boundaries. to him. Let's. Yeah. Let's. Let's, let's do it. Cross the line. Let's. Dig deep. Dig deep. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself right now. How are you doing today? Ah. Woke up. Tried to register for classes. Still have holds on my account. Um, today's slow. Clean my room. Yeah. Got dressed. Came here. That's all I've done today. No, what I what I'm referring to is your little mental moment on your private. <laughs> no, this is a podcast where we're where we're we're real. Okay. Okay. So we can so get open I, about that. I had some relationship problems. And that's okay. Yeah, it happens. it happens. You know, sometimes you don't, you fall short and that's okay. I had one of those days and everything's fine now, but like you got to realize like, you know, you have the balance so much. And like when you're doing long distance, especially like I'm doing long distance for my boyfriend, he lives four hours away. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard adapting to that shit. Like. It's weird. It's, it's it's weird because you go from seeing someone every day to them just like not being there. Yeah. And then you're like, are you even real? No, and I can attest to that because last year I was in a I was in a very long long distance relationship. Oh shirt. Oh shirt. So I can relate to seeing someone every day and then not seeing them and like the struggles of communication and especially like when your relationship is solely based on your phone and like your electronics it's not fun that shit is stressful it's draining it's, it's emotionally hard. draining it is and it's like when you don't respond like it's hard because like they don't know what you're doing like they may have like a location but they don't know what you're doing and so that may worry the other person and for me it's like i don't tend to worry because i know what everyone's doing at all times yeah but like for me i'm just like all over the place so i understand like the other person's like what the fuck are you doing and i'm like ah yeah. 
I am t- like I I get distracted so easily with everything. Like I'm just all over the place. Do you do, uh, if you don't mind me asking, are you diagnosed with like ADD or anything? I am not. Okay. I need I'm getting tested soon. I think I need to call my therapist place, but I need to get a new therapist to get diagnosed, but I do have depression, major anxiety. Like I'm yeah. on medication for my mental illness and like for So let's ED and let's because this podcast is about mental illness and stuff like that, let's actually go into that. So Let's dive in. When like if you can remember, when did your depression start? Um I want to say 6th grade. Sixth grade. Okay. I started at a really young age. I um, just always was very emotional, very sad, and I didn't know if it was growing up. I didn't know if it was hormones. I didn't know, like, anything. And, like, at the time, like, trigger warning. I uh, I did bad things to myself. Oh, growing. Uh, yes, yeah, I see, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, tr- uh, good trigger warning, but, like, we can we can talk about it. Yeah, like, just, like, this is this is this is a safe zone. Yeah, as this being my podcast, I'm giving you the right to talk about it because <laughs> this could help me the someone. Thanks for freedom of speech. You're welcome. Freedom <laughs> of speech. You. Talk about yes. whatever you want. So basically, yeah, I did some bad things to myself, and my mom didn't believe in mental health at all. Okay. She did. She didn't believe that what I was going through was like actual depression, actual anxiety. She was just like, pray about it. Like, it'll be okay. Yeah. Give Jesus your problems. And I was like, okay, like, that'll work. And then, like, what, 12? Five years go past. I'm 17 at the time, and my dad dies. And then my mom's like, maybe you do have depression. Okay. And I'm like, oh, so it took an abusive relationship, the death of my dad, and a bad relationship with my mother to realize that I had mental health problems. So we went to a psychiatrist, and they were like, girl, you fucked. <laughs> Not that. I okay. was like, I talked to them, and they were like, are you like, are you okay? And then so I got sent to a therapist who helped me a lot, but it was mainly, like, around, like, Christianity and grief. And it uh-huh. was like, it felt like I could only talk about two topics, like, my dad and myself. And I couldn't go any deeper because I was worried I was going to be judged because she was solely based on religion. Yeah. So I just sat there and painted and draw and till like the session was over. And I didn't open up to her until like my last month there. And shout out. I actually, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to find out about this. (laughs) Peace out, girl. Peace out, girl. She was really sweet. She helped me a lot. She was a lot older, so I felt like it was hard for me to connect to her. Yeah. Because it's like there's such a stigma when it comes to like, like it's like talking to my mom. Like she doesn't want to change her views because she's older. Yeah. I feel like definitely like the youth now, there's so much mental illness and there's so much, you know, like mental disorders even. And I think it's a new it's definitely a new era for it because of how common it has become, but also because a lot of therapists nowadays are relatively older I and they, they don't so. understand that social media and all these other things come into account of exactly. And they, they just don't get it. They and don't understand. That's something I, I really want to dive into with this podcast specifically. That's because what I, cause that's what I want to do with my major. Yeah. Cause that's what I want to do is like literally like, 
people don't realize that social media has such an impact on kids because I was in fifth grade, like posting on Instagram, like life sucks. Yeah. Like just like a selfie with a black and white filter and being like, oh, this isn't like this is like me comparing myself to other girls in my grade who got new iPhones, who got new stuff, who was handed shit. And I was like, damn, these are my friends. And they're getting this. Yeah. And I talked to my mom and she'd be like, you're not going to get that. But um, let's go into what. As I'm logging in on Instagram right now. <laughs> on. Yeah. Literally on your laptop. And that too. Everything is so quickly. I mean, everything is just so easily accessible, you know. And I think also I want to shout out like whoever invented like mobile therapy, like a genius. That was yeah that was literally so genious because i ew my feet fucking stink because of my uggs my i i wear slippers every single day and i these uggs are ruined but i will continue to wear them i don't care fuck it we will smell my feet i don't care this is my podcast you think jesus had kneecaps yeah yeah that's mine so you you can smell my feet (laughs) um um, so i i I completely forgot your dad had passed away. Are you okay with talking about that now? Or I'm you- completely fine. It's been like a little over a year. Okay. We can talk about it. I literally went to therapy, talked about it every day. So like, okay. I'm chilling. It's just the thing that pissed me off the most about losing a family member is that all of these people, I, they hated me. They talked like shit about me, like all this stuff. They all came and was like, oh my God. Everyone was suddenly on your side. Everybody was like, I'm a, like, we are so such good friends. I am praying for you. Like, I am yeah. here for you. And then, like, something that really happened that really, like, just, like, I don't know. I've told you about my diss track, right? Yes. Yes. I remember so, your diss track. Hi, guys. Uh, if my if these people are listening to this, really hope so. Um, there's two. My ex-boyfriend, who um, put me through hell and back, and all his friends got together and they made a diss track. And when they released it was the week before my dad was hospitalized. Oh, so your dad died of illness. Yes. We don't know what, but okay, we don't know what. Because like we thought, because he had cancer. Okay. In like seventh grade, eighth grade, like I was younger. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh yeah, we, it was over. Like it was just a tumor removed. And then when I was a junior in high school, like it was just like, oh your dad like he wasn't moving he wasn't doing shit he was just sitting on the couch and like i was just like oh he's just really exhausted because he has his own company at the time yeah so he was hard working you know all that stuff and then sorry i'm just switching tabs to see what i need to do but he um was admitted to the hospital new year's day so i had just come back like i was out partying with my friends and i come home to take a nap because i'm hungover as fuck and I wake up and there's a fucking ambulance outside and I'm like, yo, yeah. what's going on? And I actually wrote an essay about it. So, but anyways, I wake up, there's an ambulance outside. My aunt comes in. She's like, it's just an emergency meeting. Don't worry. Like emergency, like checkup. Don't worry about it. He just needs to go because of the heart rate stuff. And I was like, okay, well, like I know my dad's strong, all this stuff. And then he never came home. Was switched to a hospital in Plano, and then they were like put him on a, like an ICU thing, to where all the like because they said it was pneumonia, okay. and then they said it was cancer, and then they said it was something else, and then they said it was fluid and like everything. So yeah. like, we have no earthly idea what happened. 
but it just came down to the point where if he were to still be alive today, he could not speak. He could not move. He'd just be like vegetable. a vegetable. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, well, I had to, like, me and my mom and my brother had to make a decision to pull the plug. And, uh, oh, that's, that's hard, especially as a kid. Like, my brother was 14, and I was 17, and I was, like, and my parents hadn't even been married for 20 years. Like, they have been married for, like, 19, 18, like. I was like, whoa, like, they're still, like, fresh, yeah. if that makes sense. Because I don't, like, once you're married for 25 years, like, that's, like, marriage right there. Yeah. But it was, like, my dad, like, taught me everything I know. Like, you know, like, I was closer to my dad than my mom. So that's why, like, it hurt the most. Because, yeah. like, me and my mom never saw eye to eye until recently. Okay. So, like, now, like, I love my mom. I would do anything for my mom. Like, she is the strongest woman I know. But whenever we were going through that, we were not close at all, like at all. Like I like she didn't tell me my dad was sick until he transferred hospitals. She didn't tell me anything because she thought she was protecting me. Yeah. And I that's that's common because when my dad almost died of covid, I didn't know until I got the phone call that he was going to die that day. My dad's still alive. But, well, I knew that, but yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like, so I got Because we think my dad could have died of COVID because it was in February. Mm, that could be it. That's that's stressful. That's I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, After... Or January, I don't know. End of January, early February. Would you say that's what plummeted your mental health yes. recently? Or would you say that's, like, already passed? I would say that it's like, okay... It generally affects my mental health the most. I think I realized my mental health was really bad after that, okay. if that makes sense. Like, I've always dealt with mental health issues, but I've never been diagnosed, so I don't want to be the girl who's like, oh, my God, I'm so depressed. Oh, my God, my anxiety's so bad today. Like, yeah. I never did that because I didn't want to die. Like, of course, I did that in elementary school because that was, like, the thing in sixth grade was to... I, I remember Ill. that. Did, was, was that it at your was, elementary school? Yeah, that happened in my middle school when it was, like, kind of cool to, like, be depressed or it was cool to have anxiety and it was cool. I remember when it was cool to be bisexual. Do you remember? Did that yeah. ever happen for um, you? Not really. I feel like that's more of a recent thing in my grade. Because, okay. like, I know, like, some people will be like, oh, my gosh, like, I might be gay. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. And it's like, but that's not, like something that should be romanticized because people generally struggle with that. Yeah. As someone who also, like, I'll be real, I have struggled with my own sexuality as well. So, like, I'm, like, I don't want to put a label on anything because I don't want to seem, like, insensitive. Yeah. Because everyone will be like, oh, my God, I'm bi. Oh, my gosh, I'm this, I'm this. Like, you put a label on it so quick before you can figure yourself out. Exactly. And I think, so, before I had come out as gay, I wanted to, you know, kind of, indulge myself into that culture a little bit before I quit like put the label of as gay some of it's really toxic the gay community is very toxic that's going to be for a different podcast <laughs> I I know exactly Hopefully what you nothing mean happened. <laughs> oh, dear. oh these notes <laughs> anyway so I, turn her down. I always forget that one is so loud I it's the kid belting into the mic the kid belting um belching so we've talked about your depression, your anxiety when you were diagnosed. We talked about your dad passing. Let, with your ED, 
Are you comfortable talking with about that? I now? am. I am. I literally, I've come to terms with it. I do you still struggle with it? Yes. Okay. So basically, um, I have never been, uh, I've never been a healthy weight in my life because I've always been under like under the spectrum of being tall. I've al- I stopped growing in fifth grade. I've always been five one. Okay. Like, I never grew. And I've always been the shortest one, the smallest one in my class, like of anything. And I was like, oh, this is normal. And then like going in, I feel like when it started, when I started to realize it was quarantine and like school, like I would, I used to do this thing where I'd go to Dunkin' every morning, get a large iced coffee and that would be my meal because I was like, oh, I just am not hungry. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, like since I'm doing this so much, this is my, this is my routine. So I'd skip lunch and like I'd skip breakfast, skip lunch and only one meal a day. And okay. I'd see how long my stomach would last. It caused me to throw up. It caused me to faint. Like I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah. And then I checked my weight once a week, and if I was above one ten, I would hate myself. Okay. So right now, I think I'm. I haven't weighed myself since I've been here. So like, I've tried not to focus on it. But when I do eat, I'm like, "Is this gonna make me one fifteen? Is this gonna make me one eleven? Is this gonna make me like, and?" I understand that, like, what weight I'm at is, like, healthy sometimes. Like, 110 is healthy for my height. Yeah. And I don't realize that. Because I, like, I want to be 105. Same. All the time. Same. If I'm not, then I'm ugly. Exactly. That's that's exactly how I think. So, with, I, my eating disorder is one that I've been struggling with for quite a while. Um, Like, in middle school, I got to, like, a really unhealthily, like, I looked ill. That's how I felt. Like and I didn't hit 100 pounds till eighth grade. Yeah, so I I had gotten sick for another thing, but we were kind of like blanketing my eating disorder as that. Mm-hmm. But now looking back at it, I can fully say like I I still do. I have an eating disorder, and yeah. like that's very known. Like I think everyone kind of realizes that. Um, and. At 6'4", I'm supposed to be, like, you know, anywhere from, like, 180 to 210. Yeah. That number. But your build, like. I'm I'm slim. Like, I'm, I'm just naturally slim. That's and how I, like, I'm naturally, like, I naturally have a fast metabolism, naturally have, like, an athletic build. Yeah. But. So, as soon as I, I get above like right. 150, like, right now I'm at, like, a, I'm, I'm in the 140s. Like, I am at a low right now. Uh-huh. But as soon as I go over 50, I'm, like, ew fat literally me like i'm like i have to be this way or else i am not pretty oh you can't hear it that's fucking disgusting that you did that i did that i don't remember when i did that but i did that um that's exactly what i think like whenever i I don't weigh myself anymore like just for my own mental health and for my own that's my mom was like and the thing is is that my mom for a while whenever she Whenever I first, like, started developing this, when my psychiatrist diagnosed me with anorexia, she was like, oh, so if you can't keep this up, I'm going to pull you out of college. Like, if you can't keep maintain a certain weight, you're being pulled out of college. And yeah. Like, uh, what? What did he say? Anyways. But, yeah. So, it's like, there's that, too, is, like, I'm worried about being pulled out of college because of my own weight. Yeah. It's you have ultimatums attached to it now. Yeah, it's like I'm try like I'm healthy. I 
I work out. Yeah. I we play tennis. Like yeah, we, we play tennis. We like all this stuff. Like I make it a point to like keep myself healthy so much. Like put onto it, and it's like with my boyfriend, he's trying to help me so much, and it's just like I need a new therapist rather than like someone telling me it's gonna be okay. Yeah. I feel like when partners or significant others try to play that role, it kind of comes off as draining. not drain, not for me. It's draining. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say it's draining, but for me it was kind of like, it seems fake because uh, it seems like a biased opinion. Like they like you and they want to, let's be real. They want to fuck you. So they're going to say whatever they want to fuck you. They want to, they want you to feel comfortable with them, so they want to relate to you in a sense, too. Yeah. Because I know my boyfriend struggles with mental health as well, and for me, it's like, I just, I want to face my own battles than put other pe- my weight on someone else, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I would rather... Talk to a random stranger, then talk to someone about my problems. No, and that makes a lot of sense because when you talk to someone you know, it kind of feels like you're, you have to lie or you have to make something seem like it's less than what it is. But when you speak to a stranger about it, you can be as honest as you want about it. And it's like now, when I started therapy, I was 17. So I was too scared to say anything. Yeah. And it's like, if I told my therapist something, I was worried it'd get back to my mom. Okay. Because, like... Weren't, they were friends, right? You've told me this. Yes. My mom found my therapist because her friend went to the same therapist. Okay. So, she already knew the therapist. So, I was like, um, no. Yeah. So, I was very blanketed... Red flag. Very blanketed as possible with her. And I regret it because, like, I could have said more and I could have gotten more help. That's, like, but I'm going to a new one so I can do the same thing. Yeah. But my thing is, is that if I were to say most of the things, I am worried I would be sent to hospitalization. Yeah. And my mom used to threaten that upon me. Like, she used that as a threat. Like, she's like, oh, so you're like this. Why don't I just send you to the insane asylum? Why don't I just send you to a psych ward? I'm like, well... If you want to do that, maybe it'll help me. I don't know. Yeah. But my worry is going there and missing college and, like, not being able to have access to the stuff I need to do. So I'd rather get the help I need. And if that is the help I need, then, like, it's the help I need. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. But there's just such a big stigma about going to a psych ward, I feel. Definitely. Because I I feel like people will look at you. but in a way like this is probably the only like hype i will give tiktok tiktok has kind of normalized mental illness illness and in a way that is um you know like it's 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 comforting to talk about it on tiktok which is weird because because i feel like people who are on tiktok talking about it are so comfortable with themselves that they don't care about sharing. I overshare on the internet all the time. Yeah, like, it's a, you're it's on a my common thing. Story. Yeah, like, I overshare because it's my way of getting things out. Because mm-hmm. like posting about it is just like, haha, relate to me, or don't. But this is what I'm going through. Yeah, like that's my thing. And like I feel like TikTok, like at least for my for you page, like 
that's like majority of it. It's yeah. Like, I have this. Haha, let's all join together and laugh about ourselves. Yeah. And I think humor, humor is always a great way to cope. But I cope with humor the most, I feel. Yeah. But my psychiatrist always says, like, the, the human emotion or the human reaction to trauma is to find a way to cope with it in any way. And for a lot of people, that way to cope is humor or that way to cope is anger or sadness. Like a- humor can fall under anger and sadness I agree. so easily. Because and I think a lot of the time it's it's not seen as that. Like if you look at a lot of the comedians who have passed on or have killed themselves, like obviously they were depressed or exactly. they were like the funniest people can be the most depressed. And I exactly. think that's something that needs to be seen. And that's something that needs to be realized. Um, and it's like, if you think about it, people who use that as a coping mechanism are probably like the ones like, cause for me, like whenever my dad passed, I was like, Oh my gosh, I am. I'm so sad, but here I'm going to still, like, act normal and laugh about, like, other things. Yeah. But it's also, like, everyone's like, are you okay? And it's like, but, like, just let me cope. Yeah, let me cope the way I need to cope, and then we can talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, he gets it. Oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and Like, anytime, like, because my dad, when I was younger, he was hospitalized for, like, angina or something. And, like, literally at the time, I don't know why, but I couldn't give, I like, I couldn't care less. And, like, we were in the hospital emergency so room. so young, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, we were in the hospital emergency room. And do you remember, like, lanyards or, like, the boondoggle, I, I don't know what you call it, like, gimp or, like, boondoggle or, like, um, the plastic. Like, people would sell it and you would, like, make knots and yes, shit like that. Yes, yes, yes. I was sitting in the hospital emergency room with my gimp. And I was making a rocket ship and I could give like my cousins over there crying at the fact that my dad's in the hospital. And here I am making a rocket ship just because I could like it never it never clicked in my head that my dad could have died that day. Or like when my mom had thyroid cancer, like I was taking pictures of my mom after her surgery and being like sleeping beauty. But like that was my way of coping. Exactly. Like for me, it's like. What I regret the most is that I was still living my life acting like nothing was going on and nobody knew because I was so scared to come out about it because it's like I don't even know how to cope with it because I don't know what's happening because my mom won't tell me anything. Yeah. So it was like I was posting like I was in Dallas. I went to dinner with my friends. Oh, I went to this concert. Oh, I did this. And the whole time I didn't know my dad was dying. So it's like when I posted about like, hey, like if you would – take some time to think about my family everyone came at me in the dms and was like yo yeah it's it's overwhelming definitely and And i just didn't want to respond to anyone i didn't know how to cope with it like with multiple people like asking me i only wanted to stay with my three friends and just sit in my room like that's all i wanted to do yeah because it just wasn't fair because i know some people who have lost their dad at a young age and one of them reached out to me, and he was in the diss track that I was talking about earlier. That that was about you. Yes, that was about me, and he reached out to me because he had lost his dad. And he was like, if you need anything, let me know. And the day my dad passed, he came to my house crying and apologized to both me and my mom. So 
slight respect for him, but he still said the N-word, so. Oh. Oh. And he was white. Oh. Well, he's like, sorry to, like, out someone, uh, <laughs> but he is, like. Holding people accountable. Half Hispanic, half white. Yeah. So, like, that still doesn't give you a pass. Yeah. Because. Ugh. I don't know. Hello? Oh, there, oh, we, there go. we go. Maybe we broke out a little I bit. I think your threshold must be low or something. I don't know how to fix uh, that, though. Don't care. Don't care. Don't it's care. my podcast, and I don't care. <laughs> you guys can put up with it. We do not care. Beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've. I, I feel like I've learned a lot about you just like in this, what, 20-minute session alone? Yeah, what do you want to know? <sighs> I, I mean, what what is there to know at this point? Like, is I mean, there anything else you feel comfortable talking about or anything that you feel would help other people? Um, Talk Be to people is my thing. Yeah. Don't bottle up your emotions because, bitch, it's hard. Shit, shit's hard. Shit is hard. And in my last relationship, my problem was with my partner that he would bottle things up that was that were upsetting him, and then at a certain point, he had had enough and he would just blow up. See, with my past relationship, he would make up stuff. About oh, him. like, um, when he physically abused me, like grabbed the back of my neck and like just like. I was like, yo, that hurts. And he was like, don't ever say that again. My, my, I had abuse in my family and it just reminded me of that. And I was like, then why did you do it? Yeah. See, he'd like twist things to put it on me if he was having a problem. That's how abusers are. They, tw they twist the narrative and make it your fault. Yes. Yes. Yes, queen. Yes. House down boots, mama. <laughs> yes. See, there we go. Humor. Um, Damn. That's fucking insane. Yeah, like I've I've been through it all. <laughs> I know I know a lot about a lot. Yeah. So. And I feel like a lot of kids our age now know a lot about a lot because we've all had to grow up so fast. I agree with like quarantine with like I remember being a junior and now I'm a freshman in college. Like I did not have a senior year. You didn't have a senior year. I didn't have a senior year. You didn't year, have yeah. a senior year. I had a senior year, but it was nothing. Yeah. Like, there was nothing there. And then now, like, I'm seeing, like, my cousin, who's a year below me, like, have her whole, like, senior homecoming, senior pep rallies, senior everything. And I'm like... Fuck, I wish I had that. It was very fun. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, so when my prom was canceled, I was kind of like, man, like, I had gone to a prom before. But now, looking back at it, I'm like, fuck. Like, I wish I had gotten my senior prom i wish i got a normal graduation where it wasn't like drive-through oh you had the drive-through i graduation. had a drive-through graduation we had ours at globe life and it was socially distanced it was like at a baseball stadium was it outside yeah i mean at least at least you like got to see your peers graduate though like our i i got to see kids with who were close in my last name and that was it uh, I got to see all my friends graduate, and that was the most normal thing we had. Besides, we had a prom, but it wasn't through the school. Okay. So it was just, like, all the moms in my town just pulled up, and they were like, let's make a prom. I the, uh, Some kids uh, in my class did that, and we were all like, um, th we were, like, in the height of a pandemic. Because that it was still, like, March to, what was it, like, 
March to June, it was still like peak pandemic. Yeah. So that in my mind, that wasn't even a thought. I stayed home the whole quarantine. Like I, I went to work and I went home. That was it. I worked. I stayed home. And the one times I hung out with my friends, we'd all go to a parking lot and sit in our cars and like park in a circle and sit on top of our cars and talk. Yeah. That's all we did because I wasn't allowed to see them or they'd sit outside my window and we'd talk through my window. Yeah. Because I didn't get COVID. I've gotten COVID. Have you gotten COVID? I had COVID, yeah. I had COVID in July of this year. Okay. So, like, I went to a camp where you had to be, like, test negative to go, all this stuff, and I still got it. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's strange. Yeah. But it was, like, a one. It was a week sleepaway camp, so. Okay. For my church. Oh. Church camp. Church camp. I remember the exact moment I got COVID because... I remember, for some reason, I can remember when everyone got COVID. Um, my dad had you gotten COVID. COVID. I, I, am the, I am the COVID. So when my dad got COVID, it was actually at my graduation. He had gone to El Paso a week prior I, for Lord knows whatever fucking reason. During a pandemic, let me add. And he went to El Paso, came back for my graduation. And um, actually, let me let me dive in a little bit to the story. So I was at the time I was nannying for the family I nanny for still. And I had asked if I could fly back home to Austin. I was living in San Diego at the time. So I had asked if I could fly back home to Austin to graduate. Yes. Which they were all for. They paid for the ticket. They were very kind in that sense. That's and sweet. my dad got COVID, which caused me to st- have to stay home a little bit longer than I would have liked to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was the scariest like shit I have ever gone through. Like thinking I had COVID and thinking about like how my dad had COVID at my graduation and like how many people he could have spread it to because we also went to dinner after, but my dad left early cause he wasn't feeling well. So, um, luckily none of us got COVID and we were all in the same car because you could only take one car to my graduation. Yeah, I'd figure cause like, it's probably like you can only bring a certain amount of people. Yeah. So we, we took one car and Cause that's how ours was. You could only bring like four other people. So like you'd have to like reserve tickets to go. Damn. That's so weird. So like if like one of my family members couldn't go like, whoops, sorry. Yeah. You couldn't go. Yeah. Cause originally like my whole family was like ready to come on out, but then COVID happened. So only me, my mom, my ex-boyfriend, my dad, and my cousin went. And none of us had gotten COVID. Me and my ex-boyfriend were staying with my dad. And I remember my dad leaving to the hospital, like, in the middle of the night. And I was with my ex-boyfriend in my bed. And, like, literally my dad, like, knocks. He's like, I'm going to the hospital. Bye. And that was it. And I was like, oh, okay, bye. Okay, peace, I guess. I guess peace. And then little did I know, little Arnie almost died and was prepared to die. And then... uh, some plasma transfusion or something and he's still with us today and then when i got covid it was (laughs) how bad were your symptoms pretty fucking bad except it's because i'm a hypochondriac so i went to a sleepover and sleepover yay i i shared something with someone that caused me to feel a sense of elevation if you know what i mean yes um and all of us did it and only like three of us got covid see 
my thing was I felt super sick at church camp, so I was take I was like taking so many pills. I took something that like I thought would like help with the pain. I took edibles. Oh. Um I took these like C B D edibles. Oh, it's C B D. They're legal. Um Okay. I took something and then I was like, Okay, I'm fine. And then I woke up the next morning with a hundred and one fever. Felt like I could I couldn't speak. I felt like I was gonna throw up. I was sweating, but I was cold. Like I thought I had strep. So I went and did my telegram doctor thing. Televisit? Yes. Did my televisit. And they're like, oh, you have strep. And I was like, there is no way I have strep. Yeah. So I pull up to the doctor and they give me a test and they're like, yeah, you have COVID. And I broke down crying because I was like, I just got my first shot. I have COVID. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I can't see anyone for a week. And for me, like, my distraction for my mental health is seeing people. Yeah. So I'm, like, sitting in my room alone playing Minecraft, you know. Yeah. I, my, like, the quarantine, that was the fucking worst. Like, that's when, that's when I remember my mental health really plummeting. Because, so, luckily, my family was fortunate enough. Like, we all kind of went away from me. So I had a house to myself. My family, like my mom stayed with my, at my stepdad's house. My sister stayed at our other house. My dad stayed at his house. And then I had uh, my house. Like my, my family got COVID before me. Yeah. And I moved out. I moved in with my friends. Yeah. For like two weeks. And it was freaking me out because like it was pretty fresh with my dad. And I was like, my mom called me. I was like, I might go to the hospital. And I was like, oh, no, 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 you no, won't. No, you can't, actually. I yeah. won't let you actually know. I won't let you actually know. Yeah, because of past trauma with your dad. Yeah. And okay. it's like the same thing happened to my, my boyfriend. He had a heart attack. Your your current boyfriend? Yes, he had a heart attack, silent heart attack, because of, um, we don't know if it's because of, like, <laughs> I saw that. No, you didn't. No, Next. No, I didn't. Next. Oh. Um. He his he has heart problems within his family. Okay. And we didn't think he didn't think it'd affect him this young. And so we went to a gas station because we were we were having fun, you know, it was me and my friends. We were just doing like, you know, random like what, what we do on the weekends. And he went to a seven eleven and fainted and came back in my car and was like, We need to go to the hospital. And I was like, No, because the only hospital next to us was the hospital my dad was first hospitalized in and I had to take him there. And so I'm sitting in the parking lot, like bawling my eyes out, like I'm not going in, I'm not going in. Yeah. And then at two in the morning, I faced my trauma and went in. And he had a silent heart attack. I've been through it all, I'm telling you. <laughs> and she's still got a smile on her face. And I'm still kicking. I got a shit though. Uh uh. I have IBS also, if you wanted to know that. Ditto. 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 Okay, so we are at the 40-minute mark. We can end it here if you want. We can continue in, or we can make this a two-parter, whatever you'd like to do. Whatever you want. I know you have to leave at 320. I have to leave at 350 now. 350? Yeah. Oh, okay, so we have time. Yeah, I have time now. I'm supposed to go do tutoring with my friend, and she owes me because I made an A on her honors. Oh, per. Like, I owe you coffee, and she needs to help me with my homework because she's smart. Yeah. I'm failing my classes. I, I need to check my grades. I don't, I'm not failing, but I, I just, I get anxiety, so I have to. I have a 67.97. That's not failing. 97. He won't round it up. He won't round it up. It's still not failing, though. It's a D. I know it's not failing, but I'm like. 
damn, you can't even give me a 68? Like, for real? Like, for real, for real, for real? Because this teacher... Oh. He has a 2.5 on rank mm. mm. That makes sense. Um. So, thank you for being so open. Thank you for being so... That's what I want to do. You were, yeah, that's what this whole podcast is about being open, being honest, being you. Being yeah. So, this was me interviewing Hannah Fulkerson. Um, she that's is going me. to be a frequent co host on this podcast. So, I'm glad you guys will get to know her. Um, get to know you, get to know everyone. Yeah, she won't be in every single episode. If she's busy, she's busy. If she's willing to record, <laughs> she's, she's busy, willing to she's record. If she's busy, she's busy. If she's here, she's here. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like there's no set schedule with Hannah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being so open. I and enjoy for being here with you. <laughs> um, in case you <laughs> forgot what you were listening to, you were listening to... And um, once again, you are listening to... You think Jesus had kneecaps? And our little homework assignment. Let's meditate for 10 minutes. I love meditation. I, I love meditation. It's, it's so great. Nice. Now, it's going to be boring. It's going to be hard. But, you know, like, sh shoot for that 10 minutes. Go as long as you can. But it'll be worth it. In the end. It'll be worth it in the end. Just really try to get those 10 minutes in. It's it's going to be hard. I guarantee you, but it will help you tremendously in the long run. I meditate for seven minutes every morning, every night. I don't do 10 minutes, but like if I really need it, I will do the 10 minutes. So really just go as long as you need 10 minutes max, though. So. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being here today. Thank you for having me always. Of course. You're welcome anytime. You know of that. Of course. Of course. Of course. And thank you guys for listening to... You think Jesus had kneecaps? These nuts. Got it. <laughs>